we celebrate today a God who owes us nothing, but gave us everything. We read in disgust how he was judged, put on trial, and condemned to death. But I think we need to face the fact that we put him on trial a lot as well. It's easy to imbibe the worldview in which we live. Right? All around us, there is this mentality of the world owes me something. And so for us, we might not say the world, but we might say God, and we might have things completely backwards. Instead of seeing God as he is, the one who has given us everything already, who owes us nothing and gave us more than we could ever deserve in shedding his own blood for us, we look at him and we say, you only take from me. You owe me more than you've given. I have a right to be mad at you because my life is not going the way that I want it to go. And today, we come to the Lord with our hearts that have far too often a kind of relationship with the Lord that is more transactional than loving. And we say to him, you whose heart was pierced for love of me, pierce my heart and purify it so that I can love you the way you love me. Because too often, we in our lives have the words of Judas to the high priests. What will you give me in return? What can I get from this? And too often in our prayer, that's the way we go at it. We say, Lord, I will pray to you if you give me this. I will adore you and worship you and be devoted to you if you follow my will. But Jesus shows us the opposite. He shows us in that garden of Gethsemane, Lord, not my will, but yours be done. He shows us the depth of a love that goes beyond transaction on the cross. Friends, we all need to look and see where is it that we put God on trial? Maybe some things have gone very badly for us in the past year. And maybe we have thought, you know what? You know who's to blame? God. Because he should have stepped in. He should have overrode that person's free will when they went up to hurt me. Or, God, why has he not taken away this sickness or that sickness? And instead of thinking, why did he give me life in the first place? How good he has been to me. He extends eternal life to me. I say, I want more than what you've given. Or I want something different than what I have. Friends, Past generations feared the judgment of God. They thought, at the end of my days, I'm going to be on trial. And what I have done with what he has given me, that will be before me. And I will, through those choices, through those actions, choose eternal life for eternal death. But now we spend our days putting God on trial. Saying, why don't I have this? Why don't I have that? Why do other people seem to have it easy when I have it so hard? 
And you know what? God can handle those hearts that have been putting him on trial if we bring them to him today. Bring to him your frustrations with him. Maybe it hasn't been something that you vocalized. Maybe it's this interior resentment that you have at God because your life is not the way that you want your life to be. Well, today, look at him on that cross. See the depth of his love. And learn to trust in God instead of putting him on trial. Too often, we pretend like we're doing God a favor by coming to church and by praying. Very often, we can enter into this relationship of our religion, right? Of of all of these practices, and we could say, look, God, I'm doing this for you. Why aren't you doing your part? Instead of saying... As we look upon love incarnate nailed to a tree, Lord, you've done your part. How can I live with gratitude? How can I live with humility? How can I live with trust? How can I live with a love and a hope in you and your promises? Because that is the only proper response to a love so great. We bring before him all that's passed in our lives and our hearts this year. We bring before him all of the resentments and the hurts that we carry. We bring before him all of our sins, all of our questions, all of our doubts. And we bring them to the cross. And we see there his response. When we say, where were you when I was suffering? He says, right here, on the cross, suffering for you. When we say, why didn't you stop it? You said, no, 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 I I took the pain on myself so you wouldn't be feeling it alone. Yes, when I gave people the, the great gift of free will so they could freely choose to love me, I realized that they would freely choose to crucify me. But I did not take back that gift of free will because I knew that no matter what you go through, I will be there with you. And friends, this would be not a solemn and beautiful day for us to commemorate today. It would be utter foolishness if we gathered today, if it weren't for the resurrection that we celebrate tomorrow evening. We've endured a lot of crucifixions. Maybe we have lived through so much anger at God himself. But the whole reason why we can gather today with hope rather than mere sadness is that a resurrection always follows the crucifixion. When we look at his love that knows no limits, that sheds his very blood, we know that there's hope for us in our lives. Whether it be things that are difficult in our lives that we're going through or whether it's the great difficulty of us feeling like we're kind of mad at God. We see God dying for love of us. And it gives us hope to move forward. To bring to him our lives as we are. To be crucified with him. With hope of the resurrection to come.